welcome to Fibercast, the official Fiber podcast for sellers by sellers. My name is Red, also known as Red Horrocks. And I'm Adam, aka Twisted Web 123. Today we're joined by a very special guest host, Linnea. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself today, Linnea? Hi, guys. Thanks for having me. I'm Linnea, also known as Linnea S88, and I'm a voiceover artist on Fiverr, and I just passed my four-year anniversary and 30,000 sales, so I'm really excited for 2016. Awesome. Well, great to have you on the show today. Thank you. So welcome back. Firstly, it's a new year. Holidays are over. Adam, how was your holidays? It was great. It was great catching up with family, spending time with my kids, you know, pausing my gigs for a while. Uh, too much wine and alcohol probably but it was a great time how about yourself mine was fantastic as usual i got to uh to do a lot of things that i really love to do and take a little break here and there and uh and yeah in sunny las vegas nevada it was of course not cold how about you Linnea? how was your holiday Oh, my holiday was lovely. Spent a lot of great time with my family and my friends and just celebrating all around, buying lots of presents for people. So does anyone have any good New Year's resolutions? I'm always really, really bad at New Year's resolutions. So my resolution is to think of a good resolution. That sounds pretty nice. Yeah, my New Year's resolution is the same as every New Year's resolution I have, which is to not set an arbitrary goal. Um so yeah, that's what I'm doing this year. Just no, no random, weird, strange goals. Like let's run 500 miles a year because that's just, <laughs> let's be realistic. That's not going to happen. I love it. My New Year's resolution is hopefully just getting to December 2016 and thinking it was better than 2015 in any way. That's a good solid one. That one always works well. That's a I really hope. positive one. I think in comparison to ours. <laughs> <laughs> Well, today we are talking about the way that we come back from the holidays. Some people have different uh, different kinds of holidays here on Fiverr. Some people are really busy. Some people are really slow. Some people take time off. Some work through. Um, so what we're going to talk about is kind of how to get over it, how to get over the, um, the holiday season and what you can do to get back in the normal swing of things. So Adam, how are holidays normally for you on Fiverr? Well, for me, I make a point because I don't I don't use vacation time or vacation mode very often. So for me, I always make a point of setting aside at least one or two weeks over Christmas and going on just full vacation mode, no orders, no messages, nothing at all until we come back in January. So it, it's a bit risky because it kind of puts you back, but it also it's a nice earned break that I don't do all the time. And how about you, Linnea? How are holidays normally for you? Uh, thankfully, I mean, I don't know if it's thankfully, but in, during the holidays, my orders do tend to get very slow. So I don't feel the need to really take um, to go into vacation mode because it just has a natural lull in orders pretty much for the entirety of Q4. So I, I work a lot less every day, which is really nice. Just sort of take some time for myself to spend time with everybody, but still just keeping on and, you know, always hoping that, you know, my sales are going to recover the next year. That's so strange to me because for some reason in the holiday periods kind of leading up to Christmas, I'm always the busiest I ever am. Like always November and December are really, really busy times of year for me. So I, I have to kind of have that cutoff point because they don't seem to slow down until January when I come back. So for you, your slow period is more January than December? Yeah, definitely. Oh, that's interesting. I think I'm the same as Linnea. I tend to get a little bit of a slowdown over the holidays, but I think a lot of that for me is because so many people who are purchasing 
work for me are, are businesses and cor- corporations. So they're obviously on holiday or taking some time out. So I get less orders that way. But I guess for you, Adam, with with your web development and logo design, there's a lot of kind of individual people with their own personal projects. Well, yeah, I work with a lot of startups. So the only theory I've had is that maybe my services tie into a new year resolution. So if someone thinks, right, this year, you know, we're going to set up this business and they're kind of kickstart before the actual new year comes. Yeah, that that's the only of kind of them. theory I have behind it. My orders really start to slow down even in the beginning of November. And I think it's funny because during the summer and in the very beginning of fall, I actually start getting all of my Christmas orders, like commercials for Christmas sales at jewelry stores or, you know, Christmas themed events. Come sit on Santa's lap at the mall or something like that. And, you know, people just really try to prepare early, it seems like. And then and then I get very few orders during the holidays. Yeah, I think my earliest Christmas order this year was in July. And I, I, I kind of didn't understand at the time, like how to process that fact. I was like, no, it's too soon. They're very, so, very organized, though. So you have to appreciate that. <laughs> oh, yeah. for sure. For sure. <laughs> is everyone's January's usually, is that quiet for everyone else as well? Mine picks up around the second week of January. And then it's sort of just the same until the summer when it slows down again and then picks up for fall, slows down again for winter. Yeah, uh, mine's actually the same in January where the second week it kind of starts to pick up again. So because I go on vacation mode and then I come back, say, January the 1st, it's those two weeks there that I really try to improve each year because obviously there's a clearing period on Fiverr. So I try and really work harder and harder each year in those two weeks to try and make January better and better each year. So, Linnea, when you have your slowdown in December, I mean, I know obviously it's good because you have the holidays and you have things that you want to do, but um, is there anything that you do to kind of stay motivated through it all? It's funny. I was thinking about that before we started this, and I realized that what keeps me motivated is staying really stressed out about the number of orders that I'm getting. I mean, nobody likes a slowdown in reality. It's scary sometimes, but... So I just make sure to stay like really anxious and um, hoping that everything recovers in January. And then when January comes and it does recover, I'm like, oh, I didn't need to be so stressed out about that. I should have just relaxed. One of the things that I started doing a couple of years ago, which I'm really, really glad I did, was I I track um, pretty closely how many orders I get throughout the year. And one of the things that helps me is knowing that looking back on my past orders, like looking at the percentage increase that happens from month to month. So I think having the, um, having the previous numbers to know, okay, so last year, December was slow and then January was a little slow and then February was okay. And March was really good. It gives me kind of the, the look ahead motivation to know, okay, this is part of the trend. It's part of my cycle. It's just kind of how it goes. And I think, I think that can help a lot too with not just with the holidays, but with like, on a day-to-day basis, I know like, okay, Tuesdays are going to be busy, but Saturdays are going to be slow. I think it's, it's kind of good to have an idea in your head of what what your past is so that you can kind of judge what your present's going to be like. Yeah, I, I actually, I do the exact same thing where I, um, I export the revenues page from the year before, or I have done that now. And each month I basically look at what I earned this time last year. And then each month I set myself the goal of beating that month. Now, some people may say, well, you know, let's set the goal, the goal of beating the month before and the month before that. But you always, you do have slowdowns. You do have quiet periods. And for me, like in November, 
is much better in sales than the January. So trying to beat my sales in January for November is like impossible. So to keep myself motivated, I look at, you know, last January, how can I do this January, last February, etc. And even if I only beat it by, you know, a couple of hundred dollars, it really, really keeps you motivated. I like that. I also try to use that extra time that I have during the holidays to sort of look at my gig pages and my profile page and tweak any text that I think could be reworded or just something that might make any part of my gig easier to understand for the buyer um, or just sort of really start thinking about questions that I get regularly on messages and how I can implement that into my gig description. I think that's a really cool idea because um, you often hear about big companies like tech companies, especially that each year, every January, um, they're always quiet. So rather than take on external clients, they do like an in-house pet project and then they, they build that and then put that out into the world. And I think that kind of shows that when you're quiet, even on Fiverr, a great thing to do is kind of reinvest in yourself. So take that time to, you know, rejigger yourself or work on yourself and put that out into the world. And it's uh, it's probably quite a loosely based example, but there are actually examples of companies who do that with things such as apps and certain apps, I think, go on to be, you know, some of the biggest apps that are currently released. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a really good point. And I think I, I like the idea of also maybe taking the time to look at if, whether or not you have any strategies for the coming year. Like for me, one of the things I'm always looking at is, is are my rates where they need to be? you know, stuff like that. Like, is there anything that I want to do, want any, any marketing avenues I want to try that I might not have tried before? So I think it's also a good time to kind of take stock about what, what new opportunities there might be uh, to increase revenue over the coming year and really like take the time to think about them and investigate them and maybe come up with some kind of plan. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's definitely worthwhile doing that because I think there's a, a very easy way where if you say come back on January the 1st and you're quiet, there's a very easy way to just say, well, actually, I've got no real work today, so I'm just going to actually extend my holiday. And I think you can kind of fall into that trap of when you're quiet, you just kind of take that as extended holiday. And, you know, if we're going based on sales trends of me and Linnea, you could be going up to two weeks in January still kicking back when really you could be using that time and kind of motivating yourself to do even better. So do you guys have any? Um any things that you would do to encourage new orders or to kind of like encourage a restart of orders coming in? Like, do you change your lead times? Do you ever offer any specials, anything like that? Or do you just kind of let the chips fall where they may? For me, when in January, I know it's going to be quiet. I know the chances of me getting hundreds and hundreds of customers are quite slim. So what I actually do is rather than focus on getting lots of orders, I try and refocus on previous customers, maybe you know, gigs or jobs that we were kicking about between each other without actually ordering before the holiday period. And I put my efforts into securing them because I could kind of go out there and try to find buyers in a trend that, you know, isn't really available right now. Or if I take a buyer from say a month ago, we fizzled out over the holidays. If I can take that buyer, you know, say secure him for a large order, that large order for me is much better and will cover me for that period as opposed to trying to gain loads of buyers who may not just be around at that time. I don't know what I do. I guess I just sort of let the chips fall where they are because as much as, you know, lower orders during the holidays can stress me out, I know that it's a good thing to just relax and and just let it be. 
the the thing the thing that I, I i try and do is because i'm sure we've all got them all the kind of buyers where you've kicked around projects etc but you've never really it's never really gone forward so for me it's always a case of kind of chasing them up because if even one of them comes back and it's a large project then i know actually no need to worry at all this one guy's covered you know, this whole period for me and i don't need to stress so much about it mm. so if you're quiet would you consider would you consider lowering your, I know for, for Linnea and I, our, our turnaround time is too short to really do that. But for you, Adam, would you, would you consider like lowering your lead time or would you just kind of keep it at your standards? For me, my lead time throughout the whole year, whether it's a holiday or not, is always kind of dynamic. So if I go through quieter periods, I'll lower it a little bit. But if I go through busier periods, I'll increase it. But I always make a point of making sure that I don't lower it too much and I affect my extra fast delivery. So, for example, if I lowered it down to two days to get more orders, I may get loads more orders, but I may not get as many extra fast delivery sales. And I could actually lose out in more revenue overall, but gain more customers. And I'd much rather have more revenue overall and less customers because it's easier to process. So is there any other any other things that you would do? Like, um, would you consider putting up like a new gig or would there be any other like ways to entice people to come come shop back with you again? Other than just, you know, looking at picking up messages and changing lead times. I always like to kind of dabble in the new year and think of one new gig idea and only, only one because I try to rather than set up, you know, 20 new gigs and maybe spread myself a bit thinly. I like to focus on just one gig, one idea and each year put up a new one and see how it goes. Some years it goes really well, other years not so much. But it's it's fun to kind of put my time and energy into something rather than just, you know, dawdling if I'm really quiet. I I don't. I I've pretty much stuck with my same gig since the beginning. Um I just really try to optimize them and make sure they're as clear as possible and um I'll definitely play around with gig extras though. So I'll take some out and add some new ones in. And I've been doing that every once in a while for the last few years, just to see if some people are more intrigued by some things or, or, you know, I will, I'll take out ones that just sort of aren't really selling. Um, and I'll adjust prices there. Actually, I don't know if you guys do it as well, but sometimes I'll delete a gig because sometimes I look back on, a like a gig over the last year and it would say that it's earned like two or $300. And I think, well, that's not bad. But when I break it down to the whole year, I look at it and think, well, actually, it's a little bit dead weight. Maybe I could yeah. do something better than that. But here's my question with that, though. Are you at your capacity for how many gigs you can have up? I'm not. But then we get into more of a question about branding. And okay. do I want my best gigs showing to my audience? And have I got one that's kind of holding me back or, or weighing me down? So you feel that like having a non-performing gig on your profile can be detrimental to the overall appearance of your of your brand? Potentially. I mean, I don't think it will in like um literally. I don't think it will, but it's more about me and keeping my kind of like my house clean, if you like. Okay, gotcha. Like, I, I don't think I don't think many buyers come on and look at your profile and say, oh, no sales in that gig. But for me it's kinda of like, well, it didn't work, or you know, there's only a few sales in that gig. Let's just cut it out and see what else we can do. Yeah, cut out your bottom 20%. You know, one of the other things I'll definitely say is what's nice about slow times is I can actually get into my inbox messages and answer some things that might have taken me a few days to get to. Because um, often I'm, I'm so busy, I really can't even get into my messages. And so 
it's nice to be able to respond to people in my inbox and tell them I'm still here. You know, I just, just busy, <laughs> things like that. I, I, I know that feeling entirely. Yeah. And I think uh, it's also great in that way as well, because it's kind of like a circle, because when you're quiet, you have more time to reply to inbox messages, but then those inbox messages could stem new orders and then you're exactly. not quiet again and then so on and so forth. So there's, there's a lot of different avenues you can go down if you're feeling a bit of a lull to actually kind of increase your orders. So even, for example, buyer requests. I don't use buyer requests that often because I, I often have enough work to kind of keep me busy. But if I am quiet, I know that I can kind of put myself out there in that area as well and kind of like try different things to get more orders. And you were mentioning mentioning um, buyer requests. I actually pretty specifically don't ever go into buyer requests, not only because I have like enough work on my own, but because I think it's just a really wonderful way for newer sellers to pick up some extra sales and introduce themselves to new people who are really looking for exactly what they're selling. And so I, I really think of it more as just a great way for people to figure out how to customize their own new gigs to these new buyers who need something very specific. And I think it could just be like a great way for them to hone in on, you know, what specifically they're going to be good at offering and just making those new sales. And I just don't want to get in the way of that. Yeah, for sure. I mean, at, at our kind of top rated seller level, we, we have a very great thing in the fact that we normally have a lot of repeat customers. So we've right. kind of made those engagements and those connections. But for a new seller who maybe has gone through that lull, they may not have built up those connections yet. So where I kind of I go back and I, you know, message some people or see what I've worked with with some other buyers I worked with previously, the the buyer request kind of gives them a great way to go to build those connections, especially if they've not looked at that before. Yeah, exactly. I think buyer request is one of the best things new sellers can go to 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 get sales and to figure out what they're the best at selling. So Adam, you say that you take a two week break or, you know, a week to two break to hang out with your kids. Do you do anything to, or do you think there's any good ways to guarantee work when you come back, like maybe using extended custom offers or things like that? So you've got stuff going ready in your queue when you get back? Well, for me, I'm quite lucky because I, I do have those kind of relationships because, I mean, I've just hit my five-year anniversary on, on Fiverr. So I'm quite lucky where I know that if I, I leave for, say, two weeks, I know there's always going to be someone back when I return. But I know that maybe when you're a newer seller or you aren't quite as established, that can be quite daunting. So I think one other way to look at that is to maybe discuss or negotiate with your buyers before the holidays and look at sending custom offers with custom lead times. So say, for example, if you're going to take a week off over Christmas, maybe discuss with them and send them a 10-day lead time. And then when you come back, you know that you've got three days to a gig that you've guaranteed as opposed to them maybe looking elsewhere or you having to chase up with them when maybe they've already found someone else. You can also offer like a small discount even with the 10-day lead time. And I think that that would definitely ensure that you're going to be the seller that gets that gig. Yeah, definitely. Like a kind of, you know, stick with me and we'll we'll work a compromise on the price, etc. Right. And that would work anytime you're going in vacation mode. It just doesn't just have to be over the holiday. So, I mean, if like around now you're really thinking like, am I taking a break for for you know, am I taking any, any breaks in the spring? Am I planning on doing a summer vacation? Um, also, look at what you've just been through with the holidays and see which strategies worked and which didn't. And that way you can kind of come up with a plan on how to handle it if you do want to take further breaks throughout the year. 
Yeah, because of course, not everyone, when they go on vacation either, not everyone actually goes in vacation mode. Some sellers will actually just increase their lead times to cover that so they can still um, receive orders in the time they're away. Personally, I don't do that only because I can't handle the amount of messages I receive if I'm not in vacation mode. Yeah, well, um, I believe, Red, when you go on vacation, you extend your, your lead times. Yeah, I've done it both ways. I had a two week period um, last summer where I needed to I was going to Europe with my family and I needed to just take the time with them. Um, so I did do it, went ahead and did a two week vacation mode, which was really, really helpful because it meant that I could just kind of disengage from everything. But with the amount of traveling that I do, I traveled, um, oh, gosh, more than probably a dozen times over the last year. Um, I tend to extend my lead times if it's a shorter trip, because that way, I know that I still have things waiting for me when I come back. Clients know exactly when to expect me. And it means that I can kind of roll straight back in. And I think both have merit. It kind of depends on the kind of break you're looking to take and whether or not you really do have access to keep up with your messaging. Because in my opinion, even if you're on vacation, even if you're taking a break, you got to keep up with your messaging. Yeah, that's the only reason I don't do it. Because when you go in vacation mode, you don't receive any messages from any new people contacting you, only old buyers. So I have to go in vacation mode. Otherwise, I just I can't keep up with the messages at all. But there's a lot of merit to actually extending it because also I think it gives you a lot of motivation. Whereas I might come back from a, a holiday and feel a bit of a lull or, you know, you need to motivate yourself to get straight back into work. If you're just extending your lead time, you're walking basically straight back into work and you can just pick it straight up again. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, that's about all we have time for today. I want to say a very big thank you to Linnea for joining us. You can find her as Linnea S88 on Fiverr. Also, a big thanks to Ryan, Custom Drum Loops, for making our jingle. And we were edited today by Donja. Thanks so much, and we'll see you next week. Fiverr